It's hot. It's the first week of August. It's time for our garden update, and we're going to drop it to you right now. We're going to tell you everything about our gardens, and we're going to fill you in on what we've been eating on the beginning of the 31 lunches from our garden, right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening as we learn to grow and grow for change. Okay, everybody. First things first, we have picked a winner for the seed giveaway. Thank you very much for entering, all of you. And we're running another one on our social media to celebrate 100,000 downloads. So... I listened to an episode and it was like that the bell did get kind of loud. So did it. I'm just going to reel it back just a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. So um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. We're doing a big giveaway on Instagram and we are going to post it very shortly on all of our accounts. And um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a big one. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, man. Congratulations to you. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? Congratulations to everybody else for joining the gardening club. You know, I what? thought you were going to say congratulations to me in return. No, but okay. No, <laughs> no. Of course, congratulations to you. Um, you know, summer is proving to be very hard for the podcast for me <laughs> because I'm so busy <laughs> in my garden. I got to stop what I'm doing, come in here, have the mm-hmm. conversation, and then usually go back out there. It's kind of tough. Yeah, I had that same feel at the early part of the garden season, but it was because I was like trying to beat the clock, hustling, yeah. trying to get things done. Now it's like I kind of don't want to just leave it. I kind of I feel like I'm going to miss something in the garden. I just want to watch. Yeah, well, my garden is um crazy and I just I was recording today before we ca- called um the first episode of me switching my garden from summer to fall. So oh, I'm really looking forward to this. It was 100 yeah. degrees outside, literally. And I was like, Batavia, I got to go take a cold shower. I got to cool off. Poor Shari dog. She's out there like. <laughs> oh. But she loves it, man. She She's fronts. She's laying in the yeah. sun. She could get up and get in the shade, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I know how it is, though, once you get comfortable. Yeah. You ain't getting up. <laughs> you ain't getting up. I literally have written notes to myself on my phone. Like, when I get up, do you one two and three things well, that's probably a little bit too much about the real batavia that's okay we're all lazy in our own way so we don't have a listener question today we, well we do but we're going to skip it because we are going to spend a little bit of time talking about the august challenge that we're doing and giving you an update because it's been at this point a whopping two days that's it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so batavia what have you been eating um, I have been eating things from my garden for lunch. Well, there you uh, go, folks. That's so, it. Show's over. Yeah, right? I mean, that's what the challenge was, yeah. right? What else would you think I'd be doing? Um, it was a close call, though, because I was um, 
in a neighborhood that normally requires a stop to get a beef sandwich. Oh. And thank goodness the, the place was closed on Sunday because I'm just telling you, I have integrity and I believe in doing the things that you say you're going to do. But baby, if that place would have been open... You would have said like there's and like you really don't want to hold the beef sandwich for dinner either, right? No. Like, no. Um, so they were closed, <clears throat> and I came home and I had um, spaghetti squash. Not growing it this year; it's from last year. Uh, so I harvested that like right around October. Cracked it open, and it absolutely already had seeds germinating inside. You hear what I'm saying? Did you eat mm-hmm. it? Well, uh, it, yeah. So, Damn. so I um, looked it up on the internet to make sure it wasn't going to kill me. And the page one of the internet said it wasn't going to kill me. And that's all I need. Um, but I cooked it in my normal way, which is cutting it in half, scooping up all of the insides, recipe of the day early, um, coating it with some type of oil, olive oil, and then turning it upside down the halves and a baking sheet roasting it for a bunch of minutes at like you know 375 or something Uh, and it looked exactly like and I'll share a picture on Instagram it looked exactly like I'm used to it looking Um, and the first layer though was bitter like the first like if you cut off that the first strings of it everything underneath was fine and so I ate everything underneath it yeah, but I'm going to make a point not to continue to consume, you know, the the few that I have left. So you have a bunch left. I said I have a few, but what I am going to do is eat one a week because it's be like mm, I can't get rid of this because I might get hungry. Just in, yeah, just well, one I'm not going to get rid of it yet, but just in case it does kill me, I at least want to be able to track back to you know that one thing. Yeah. Um, but the seeds inside, so you know you can for like all of your squashes and things, you can roast those seeds, right? Pumpkin any of your butternut squash, your spaghetti squash, like you can eat the seeds like you would like a sunflower seed, yeah. right? But eat the entire shell, like more like a pumpkin seed. Um, but the seeds were very chewy because, I mean, you're talking about, what's that, 10 months ago or something? Yeah. Um, but what I found, though, the shell of the seed is chewy. The inside that actually has the seed is still fresh and good. So I'm going to... I actually should have brought them up here while we were recording. I'm going to peel those seeds, baby, because I don't have anything else that's growing when it comes to, you know, seeds and nuts. Roast them. The shell would still be um, tough if I roast them. So I'm just going to peel them. Shell them, I guess is what you'd probably say. Yeah, I had, uh, so I posted it on. um... And cucumber and tomato salad. There you go. No, 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 no. Oh, actually, that's what I'm having for my lunch today. I had a charred salad using charred as the lettuce and then folded in cucumbers. And um, I already have tomatoes from the garden, man. It's Gee, happening. There you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had um, eggs, peppers, <laughs> and cucumbers today. So A sandwich? Nope. How am I going to have a sandwich? I can't have bread. I didn't grow any wheat. Damn it. Okay. Well, you I know what? Maybe you I'm regretting the hell green. out of not growing some wheat. I can tell you that much. I have oh, to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be out there thrashing some wheat, trying to make some bread. But no. I... But I'm going to tell you, um, gosh. So while I was cooking the squash because it was late in the afternoon, 
I actually had some fresh green beans and I just I don't know maybe all this time I've been like growing them and just freezing them trying to preserve them I can't remember fresh green beans like just sauteed in the on the stove being this good so it didn't make it to the picture because I ate all of them before I could finish prepping the lunch um so I also had that yesterday yeah oh, they're good. I got yeah. I, I picked up a bunch of green beans today I've got to uh I've got to can some but you know it's funny because I'm like oh, I don't know maybe I should hold off a couple of days and see mm-hmm. if I need something to eat because um mm-hmm. you know I'm looking out in the garden I'm seeing okay I got tomatoes they're they're you know I'm having a slope here it's been really hot here so mm-hmm. they're kind of stopped uh I've got some carrots that are coming up I've got um just some of these other things and I'm trying to judge when they're coming so I can say okay I'm gonna eat this this day eat this that day and it looks like mm-hmm. green beans is probably going to be a pretty good staple for um for the next month you know it's always going to be a fallback yeah so in the truest intention of this challenge I came into it not I had an idea like I knew I had a yellow squash that was ready to Uh, be harvested I knew I had an eggplant and I was holding off on them right Um, but I didn't really know what I was going to eat on August 1st Um, and I really had a moment of clarity I know right someone ring a bell Um, because that meal also I forgot it had one single those beans that I sauteed had one single okra (laughs) one single okra pod and um, because I mean that's what I had brought in that day and um we didn't ask to say her name, but we shared her story on Backyard Gardens TV. And she had listened to the episode about diversity and diversifying your garden. And she ended up making gumbo, right? Oh, you know, yeah. So shout out. Yeah. And so, and I thought about her as well, because it's kind of like, all right, we'll use what you got. I would never cook green beans and one piece of okra or okra. Like, I would never do that. Why um, wouldn't you, though? And because in my mind, those are two separate things until yesterday. Right. You know, so what am I, my okra's coming on slowly. What am I going to do? Hold one okra pod until I get some more. Um, so I felt in that moment as I was waiting for the 10 month old spaghetti squash to cook up, like this is what our intention was, right? You know, one of the many things. It doesn't have to be some meal that you'd Google some recipe for. Like no. it was filling, you know, it hit the spot. Um, oh, so, mine yeah. didn't hit the spot today. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. So, um, Oh, what did you have today? I told you. I had eggs and peppers. Oh. I had two eggs. I had two Jimmy Nordella peppers fried. Mm. I had a cayenne pepper fried. I had one cucumber with salt and pepper on it. And I had a uh, lipstick pepper raw. And the, the lipstick pepper was raw because, damn it, it's so delicious it needs to be raw. <laughs> if I would have taken the time and cooked a handful of green beans or something, it, it would probably would have been enough. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it, I, I definitely ate it. And I was like, okay, what are the rules? When can I have my afternoon snack? You know, <laughs> so that, that was like the big question. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's twofold. It's two things for me. So one, um, truth moment, and I'm going to pretend like it's just me and you and there's not a couple thousand people listening. Um, you know, it's a personal problem that I have where, you know, you spend a lot of your life and you overeat, so your stomach stretches, mm-hmm. so you're not mm-hmm. going to get full. So this could actually be a good thing where maybe it gives you a chance to kind of shrink your stomach down, or not you, but me in particular, so that I can get that satiated feeling. Mm-hmm. Because, 
you know, for years and years when I was training for triathlon and running and all that stuff, like I ate a lot because you had to eat a lot of calories and based on the way Mm -hmm. we eat, Mm -hmm. you know, if you don't eat meat and you need to get your calories and protein, you have to eat volume. So it kind of didn't play in well for me. So uh, it's incredibly difficult for me to say this kind of stuff out loud too, but it's, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that's part of this challenge is like, as I ate it, I was like, okay, I see where this is going. Like I can start to see the path. Like, you know, in Mm -hmm. July when we talked about it, yeah, cool. We're going to, we're not going to eat, you know, we're going to eat. I'm I'm not going to eat if I don't have, have any food and, you know, but once you sit down and you do it, you're like, okay. And it's just like you, I mean, you're breaking barriers basically. You don't have a recipe, but you got to make something, it's got to taste good. I mean. Yeah. You know, you're not trying to eat some some crap. Well, yeah, and I think that's the intention. It's something that we hope is nutritious as well as tasty. Uh, Two points here before we get to the break. Uh, My dear grandmother told me in my 20s when I was all the way up until probably 22, 23, I was really, really thin. Like um, for me, and I'll call really, really thin, like 115 pounds. Mm Mm-hmm. And so then I put on a little bit of weight. So maybe I was about 125 pounds. And I'll be really frank and I'll share this. And I don't normally speak in this way. Um, this to, isn't a contest, you know, Thousands of people. <laughs> no. Uh, but I, I felt a little bit more womanly, right? I put on a little bit, it was a little bit thicker here, a little bit thicker there, you know. And so my grandmother told me, um, be careful. You're going to stretch your stomach out, right? And she also said, if you gain five pounds every year, where are you going to be in 20 years? And so, um, clearly she knew I'd be close to 200 pounds, right? Right. Um, and which is something I'd never imagined. Um, but as they say, you carry it well, they, anyway, um, it absolutely is. Yeah. It absolutely is that point. Cause they have, they have steered me wrong. (laughs) Anytime that I'm not trying to work on my weight or trying to maintain, I find myself, um, not to the point of point of gorging, but I'm making potatoes and it's four potatoes that I'm using. Yeah, like you know, so that I get what you're saying there. Um, but this is this challenge can help with that too because you're now going to think about well, I got to space my food out. Yeah. I've got to you know I've got to. Have, I mean you know I was thinking about this today, and um, I'm gonna go ahead and just bypass the break for a second. Um, uh-huh. We'll get to it. Don't worry, everybody. You can hear the ad. Don't, you know, you guys rest, be sure. Um, But I was sitting there, I was picking my green beans and I was thinking, you know, I was like, I was picking a lot of green beans Mm -hmm. and I was like, damn, man. I was like, this is crazy. I was like, I was out here the other day and I got a handful and then I come out here and I, man, I'm just picking constantly. I got Mm -hmm. the dog under there and she's like cooling off under the the cattle panel trellis. Big wind putting that up, by the way. But I was thinking, I was like, you know, back in the day. You know how I am about some back in the day type stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have all this food coming in and you're like, I'm going to pig out. This is it. But then they couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. They had to stop and be like, no, Johnny, you need to have your portion because we have to put some back for the winter. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. really struck me because that's kind of where I am right now. Because I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to go in there and eat the hell out of some green beans. But I'm like, what if something happens and I don't have it? You know, like I'm dedicated to this challenge. So I want to go all the way to the end. But I don't want to like suffer at the end and be like, well, I was eating two meals a day. You know, I want to, you know, flourish through it. So, yeah, it was just an interesting yeah. thought. It was very uh, in- introspective, maybe. I don't know. Is that the right sure, word? We'll go with that. Yeah, whatever. I um, 
I had moments of like, what are my meals going to be? But then I said, let's not just let's not make this difficult. Yeah. Right. You know, so you one know you have food to eat. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Um, And so my I knew I would start off and that's a part of today's lunch as well. I knew I would start off with eating things that were older, which is just something you do. Right. So I still have sweet potatoes and they look a lot better than that. (laughs) <laughs> that squash looks <laughs> we'll find out how long sweet potatoes really keep the way they you pointed to... at me made me nervous but i, yeah, I heard it they... i felt it <laughs> look i could i could either eat them or or make sweet potato slips one or the other yeah. you know but um i i thought to myself about how much i did try to save right knowing this challenge was coming on and i don't know that that's the intention Right. So not saving something to the point of where it's really not as enjoyable. Right. Right. So um, I don't want to use the term make do, but I'm going to say instead work with what you have. And yeah. the surprising thing is you probably have more than what you think. Yeah. Um, as soon as you take that hat off of whatever your traditional lunch or meal would be, uh, I think you and I will be fine. Well, I know that I'm going to make it even if I stop eating for the next month, I'll be good. So um, there's no d- doubt about that. I just, I want to be satiated because I'm going to go ahead and tell you when dinner com- time comes, I'm going to tear it up and that's my problem, but <laughs> it's going to have to happen. So, um, that's what's going on with the challenge. Now we're going to take our break. I told you we were going to get there. And, uh, we'll- Hey, before Uh-oh. you go to the break, hashtag BYG lunches. Yes. If you want to share with us what you're eating out of your kitchen and garden. So, yeah. And to be clear, we are. And we had had this conversation. We are not asking people to join us, but if you feel so inclined, please do and use the hashtag so we could see. Um, I am going to try to share them in the Backyard Gardens TV stories. Mm-hmm. My lunches. Um, rest assured, if I don't share them, though, they're they're being consumed. So, um, <laughs> are you planning on doing something of the same? Yeah. So it's not a demand that you join us all that are listening but it is you know hey if you do we welcome it um well i I wanted to say like it's not a demand i wanted to say that like we're not demanding you to it's not a requirement as a listener of the show let's let's do it this is how i was raised it's not a demand but if you were really a good listener and a faithful listener (laughs) you would join us and you would do this the whole you know you would do this the whole month so um Uh. i'm just saying you do what you gotta do Mm -hmm. but um Um, can i give the break now yeah, I'm going to share what I'm doing somewhere on on the interweb. Yeah, we haven't figured media, it out quite yet. So. But by the time yeah. you hear this, it's figured out. All right, break time. A lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the Backyard Gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener. To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have. Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we'll see you guys after the harvest. My garden is hot right now. As in like, drop it like it's hot, like there are vegetables everywhere. It's or a little it's... bit of both. Okay. It's a little bit of both. We're actually going to have this like freak cool down this week. It's going to be like 80 
which we never get like 80 for a couple of days. So um, I'm trying to take advantage of this situation. But things are coming in. What about you? What's your overall statement about your garden for the beginning of August? I wish I could keep the garden in this space forever. In this state or space? Oh, both. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's not going to happen, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's becoming very nostalgic. Like I was um, one of my neighbors um, from down the block. I saw him as he walked to get his coffee. And when he came back, I was kind of leaning on the gate and just looking at the sunflowers. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to enjoy the moment. And because he- I know we shouldn't, but I'm already starting to count down. I'm like 88 days away from my average first frost. Is that where you are 88 days? As of the recording of this, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how far I am. I haven't thought about that. Damn, 88 days. I can I can grow a lot more stuff. Hmm. See, that's the attitude we should have. Oh, um, I have that. I've already... I mean, dude, I like I said, I just filmed the first video of this whole fall transfer, so I'm I'm in it. It's, yeah, uh, I am. Um, it sucked, too. You know what I did? Spoiler that? alert. I pulled up all of my bush beans. Was, so was that the final harvest of beans that you had? No, I didn't harvest any oh. of those bush beans. I just let them grow. I got tired of. Har- I don't. I'm not growing bush beans ever again. Wait, I'm conf- Oh, oh. So the harvest you're referring to were regular pole beans. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. I'm not growing bush beans again. I, I'm going to put that on a firm record. Like I'm done. So um, next giveaway we have, there's going to be a lot of bush bean seeds. <laughs> My bush beans are killing the game, son. I mean, mine were on fire. I just, I, man, I get tired of harvesting them, man. And I don't, I feel like they just don't produce enough for the space they take up. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel, I mean, it's, uh, no, it, it doesn't make sense, but that's that moment of Damn, like, how much me? do I care in the moment yeah. to push that conversation forward? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to agree just to move on. So do you want to start with the good or the bad? Um, I'd like to start with the good and I'd also like to talk about the bad. Does that work for you? That's perfect. So, um, we need to go in a more organized way today. I think and we're going to try something new. So everybody hold on to your britches cause this is it. Uh, give me one good thing that's going on in your garden right now. One good thing. One good thing. My sweet potatoes have are growing vines every which way nice and that's good for me very good for me after last year so um first of all that's amazing and i really and truly from the bottom of my heart hope that you get a 50 pound harvest of sweet potatoes that you so they can Mm. last for next year's uh So just, just for the record, I ended up buying sweet potatoes based on the shapes of the ones that I grew and kind of the how few. I bought them for uh, my sweet potato pies for the holidays last fall and last winter. And so it's not like, you know, I've not been eating sweet potatoes. They are a favorite of mine. Um, well, let me ask you something. Since you brought it up, when you cooked your sweet potato pies, did you use your sweet potatoes or did you go buy sweet potatoes? No, that's what I'm saying. I bought sweet potatoes to make okay. my sweet potato pies. I wanted for to be clear with that. So let me ask you this. Winter. Why did you do that? Um, because of the shape of the 
I basically needed more sweet potatoes to cook the number of pies that I normally cook and the shape of my sweet potatoes. They were uh, kind of like fingerling potatoes, mm-hmm. basically is what they ended up coming out to be. And it's just really hard to you know remove the skin and all of that. So it would have been, um, I thought they were better enjoyed eating another way. Let's just say that. That was not the answer I was looking for, but in a way it was. So first of all, I do the same thing. But sometimes I'm like, you know what? That's I work really hard to grow that. I just want to save it for myself. And the other oh. thing too is like, I will look at something that I've grown and be like, no, nah, that's not a good use for that. The same thing as you. Like, I'm not going to use this for that. I'm going to use it for something else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So my, um, I had the moment of like, you keep on asking leading questions. You won't get the answer you want. Maybe <laughs> you'll learn your lesson. Um, my grand, my grandfather, my uncle came over today, and um, he quote said girl you got it going on look i didn't even recognize this house then he went on to say has anyone called channel seven which is one of our local news stations um but he uh he was helping me with something in the house and i asked if he uh wanted some green tomatoes because that's one thing that he really likes from the garden and peppers are the other thing and so i'm getting to the point now where i have like nicely sized green tomatoes and you know how i roll like i'm waiting for them to get ripe but a part of this is giving. And so I right. gave him a couple of green tomatoes. But he also, he said, oh, do you have any peppers? And so we got to the point of understanding which peppers he wanted. And so he likes the pickled peppers. So I went into my little, you know, closet where I have all of the jars from last year. And I kept on looking because I had like three jars of pickled peppers left. And I was like, oh, <laughs> should I tell him to come back in September? Yeah. I so- gave him two of the three jars because I'm a great niece that or at is, least I'd like to play one on this podcast. true love. True love. <laughs> so my, he was cooking some great northern beans and he really needed the peppers. I, okay, mean, I got you. Just, so my win is Desi squash. Let me get the mic close so you can hear this. It is the best squash I've ever eaten in my life. It is the best flavor. It is a little bit crispy and mm-hmm. it's just it, I, I can't describe it but it is well worth a grow so mm-hmm. uh, that is a D-E-S-I squash I found the seeds in my stash and I was like eh, I don't know mm-hmm. let me see and um, no it was it's amazing it's really really good we had we, we harvested one I just got another one today and I, I brought it inside and I, I gave it to uh, to Miss Gardner and I was like I want this for dinner She's like, well, mm-hmm, I don't, mm-hmm. what is it? And I was like, it's a Desi squash. <laughs> what the hell do I do with it? And we're like talking, I'm like, look, man, I'm like, just put it. Every time I get something new, I start, I cook it this, you know, as standard as I can mm-hmm. to really get the flavor of it. So it was a little bit of olive oil and salt and pepper. And uh, man, it was, it was amazing. I was shocked how good it was because I didn't have high hopes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not a big, huge squash fan. So, um, and I have a lot of it growing and, um, a lot of it was riddled with, um, squash vine borer mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. bouncing back. So it's like kind of beating it. So we'll see what yeah. happens. Okay. Nicely done. No, it is nicely done. Thank you. All right. Do we move on to the bad now or are we still talking about the If good? you want to jump into the bad, go ahead. It's quick. I mean, this is like the, the bad the, is quick. Yeah, the, it's the devil uh, mascot of the show. So I have one plant down from Squash Vine Boar. Uh, Out of two, how many? Let's say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven plants. And you only have one down? Wait, two, four, 
eight plants. So one down, um, two are on, three are on hospice. Okay. So and the four. other four, so the other half are the more newly planted ones. They went into the ground as a direct sowing at the end of June. So okay. they're just a month old and they're just, or I just see like yellow squash. That's, that's the squash that my neighbor finally came down and planted. Right. And I'm like, thank goodness I saved the space for him because this is all the squash we're going to get this year. looks like, um, so yeah. So that's sad, but that's, the, I mean, that's the way that bug works, man. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> mine is my husk tomatoes are, um, so, you know, on Instagram, I posted in my stories, um, if you don't know, if you follow me on Instagram, I do in my stories every, every weekday. And sometimes on the weekends I'll do like updates about my garden and stuff like that. And I use those mm-hmm. as like teaching moments, but you know how I had that plant that was, um, I, I was saying need a potassium. It looked like I had a potassium deficiency. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I do. So I went out there today and we've been having some rains lately. Thank God. And I noticed that the plant was just flopped over and I was like, great. So I went and I grabbed it and I picked it up and it was flopped over because it's got six peppers on the top of it. So, (laughs) um, yeah. So what I did to fix it and I, I have to make a story today to kind of put that out there is I practice patience on this one. I'm going to need you to come on now. <laughs> so, so what I did is, you know, I had a lot of people message me. They're like, this is how you do potassium. And I'm like, I know how to do it, but what, I, this is what I want to do. And I, I gave, I fertilized my garden. I fertilized my garden. That's all I did. And I said, you know what? I know that when I fertilize my garden with organic fertilizer, it's going to take two to three weeks for it to kick in. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, damn it. Sure enough, two to three, yeah. maybe four weeks ago. And um, it's got peppers on it. It's flopped over. I had to I had to take a steak from a uh, husk tomato that is not doing well that I mm-hmm. basically pruned as far back as you could possibly prune a plant. <laughs> And uh, I took the steak from that so I could get it up because I'm like, well, shit, if you're going to produce peppers, I'm going to take it. And um, that was a big test for me. Yeah. That was because, you know, I'll rip something out of the ground, ground quick. Uh-huh. I do know that and, about um, you. But I also don't want to attack everything with a chemical or something right away. Mm-hmm. And a little mm-hmm. bit of patience. I mean, yeah, you know what? Maybe I didn't get a couple harvest off of it, but if it comes back strong like that, like I'll take it. Yeah, so I don't know if it's patience for me or if it's um, like bountifulness, right? So um, I have two, three tomato plants out of like, I don't know, 12 or 13 total plants that struggling, like two of them I've pruned until it's just frail. And I never prune that much off of my tomatoes, uh, tomato plants. And it has fruit on the plant and at this point it's just a matter of you know that fruit ripening i could pull it off and take it in the house but i want to see right right um and then i have so those are two um one paste tomato and a regular like i don't know like old german or something is like a slicer and so they had i saw the sickness and then i started pruning i kept on pruning kept on pruning it seems to be under control And then I have the third plant that's super sickly is the Roma that I had great luck with last year. Um, And at this point, it has a bunch of tomatoes, probably not as many as I had last year to determine it. And right now, 
I'm just, I just don't want whatever it is to spread. Right. So I can take the loss of the plant. Don't want it to happen, but I can take the loss of the plant for more than anything. It's the, I don't want it to like run rampant in the cage baby with the rest of the tomatoes. Um, so there is a level of patience and for me, a level of laziness. Like I don't want to start treating these things if I don't have to. Well, hold on. Now that Roma, I'm probably going to do something with haven't, exactly decided but the clock is ticking if i'm gonna do so something. you know i've been testing something for disease on my tomatoes right yeah i saw that um i'm gonna send you the recipe it's super easy so you can put it on yours uh, okay. it seems to be working but i don't feel confident enough to tell everybody because i don't want people using something in that i say without really knowing so mm-hmm. um i'm hoping soon but um i'll, I'll send you i'll I'll let you know when we get off here what it is so you can try it. It would be interesting. And that'll be at least two gardens where we've tried this recipe. So, okay. I've got right, somebody else trying it too, actually. Okay. Um, but they they had treated with a copper fungicide first, which is normally what you do if you don't really, uh-huh. you know, but this is a very cheap fix. So, yeah. Did you use it yet? Not yet. Yeah. No. Yeah. Don't use it yet. I just showed him a, I just showed him a picture of uh, this fungicide that no, I you have. You showed me a picture. Um, you picked up the bottle of it. Well, yeah, the bottle. <laughs> but I showed it in the camera and my old mind still feels like, that's a picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. I was actually going to do a uh, treatment today or tomorrow. So yeah, let's talk about what you used and... Um, yeah, I'll get you going on that. And that way, I mean, I'm almost to the point to where I want to say like, yeah, you can use this. And put it out there, but I don't know. It's the responsible thing to do. It is. It I is. I just that. don't. I don't want people to, you know, wreck their gardens or get false hopes off something. I mean, that's a big deal to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I feel for you. So you know what that means for the cage baby next year. Well, one, don't feel for me. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Right? You know. So I'm who's cool. Argentina. All right, I'm going to move on. It's, um, yeah. All right. So, um, I'm cool and I I realize that these things happen, right? I've dealt with sickness, I've dealt with dying or dead plants. Um, and in this in I've dealt with things that didn't produce. I have some pepper plants like it's like these are the two beautiful peppers, but that's it. That's yeah. all you're going to get it looks like. Right? So, I've dealt with that. Um, interestingly enough, before these plants like got sick to the point where I'm like, Ooh, okay. I'd already started considering things. And we talked about this very briefly. Um, that tomato plant is planted in the exact same space that it was last year. You know, it was a different Roma, um, but a new Roma was planted there. And the cage baby was designed to plant tomatoes forever and always. But I had a moment of, you know what? if I really want to rotate some of the other crops I have, I have to get inside of this cage and plant something else. And so I started thinking about like how many tomatoes I could cut back to, like what would I feel good about when it comes to 13, maybe isn't the number, maybe it's nine. Right. So anywho, that said, I have some plans to do some different things to give um, some of the raised beds inside of the cage, maybe a rest from growing tomatoes, which is also called crop rotation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, go back to the episode where I was like, for it, against it, for it. And this is where I'm at now. Got it. <laughs> Kicking and screaming. It, it, you <laughs> Sorry know, about that snorting. It's, um, it's just, it's, I don't, it's ironic that if we go back when we we're talking about the crop rotation episode mm-hmm. and both of us were like, you know, screw crop rotation. 
even though I practice it, I still say screw it. And then the cage baby's got, but you know what? I, I don't even want to say like, mm-hmm. well, you did it to yourself because you didn't rotate because I get disease every year. Well, so that's what I'm going to say. So two things. Um, one, there's no way to know for certain what caused it. Right. So based on what I think, and I'm not going to share yet, but what I think the disease is like, it's not necessarily because tomatoes have been planted there before. What is it? But I do know the way that, hmm? what does the damage look like? I'll show you. I'll send you a picture of it. Uh, Leaves are very pale. Um, It looks like rust, but it's, I don't think that it is right. You've seen leaf rust. Yeah. Um, But my point is that, a lot of things have changed. The one constant is tomatoes have been planted there, but I'm using a different mulch. So I'm using leaves, right? Um, which I still love. Um, I'm doing more overhead watering. We had uh, like two weeks of nonstop rain, right? You know, so all of these things considered. Um, I'm going to tell and you And rain, that. I know, it's 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 God's gift to us, but whew. Man, it's been raining here at night for the past couple of days. And I'm like, every time I hear it rain at night, I'm like, oh, Lord, please stop. Like, please don't make it rain right now. Like, you can't. You're killing my tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then I go outside and it's not and it's humid. And I mean, it was like mm-hmm. 85 degrees the other night. And I think the humidity was 89 percent. And I was just like, oh, my God, I could just I could hear the disease festering in my plants. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, you yeah. know, because I mean, I'm I'm a proud overwaterer, mm-hmm. but I overwater at the time of day where it doesn't really matter. And then you couple that with that night. And I'm like, well, damn. So, yeah, it's like a, it's an uphill I, battle and you get so, two weeks of rain. That's tough. Yeah. And, and, and like downpours, not just a little bit of rain here yeah. and there. And I saw it. I think I have a video. Um, on YouTube where I'm pointing out like it's struggling here and I watched it climb the plant and at this point it's isolated to this one plant but I've also you know I've resigned to the fact that it could get to the second plant because the cage baby has three separate beds and I, I mean when I say separate beds I know that things can spread you know further than seven feet but um, I am basically accepting that those paste tomatoes in the one bed that this Roma is in could take a fall one of those paste tomatoes is the one I heavily pruned so all that said there's this part about patience in one instance saying let things kind of take their course and another it's um, realizing that this may not be the, the biggest tomato year for me and that's okay now the reason why I considered something else inside of the cage baby wasn't because of crop rotation right it was because there were other things I wanted to grow and I need the space to do it in right and so it's kind of like you're dedicating what's that 30 feet or something to this one type of crop sure there's some peppers in there but it's like you know let's let's switch some things up so yeah. real quick other bad is um trouble with cucumber plants and some disease on those mm-hmm. that have spread to the watermelons that are growing on the same trellis cucumbers aren't the biggest deal because uh they give so much um watermelons and the other melons on the trellis are a pretty big deal because it obviously takes them longer to get to the point of ripening too right. so i'm trying to keep them healthy up to the point where the fruits can ripen but I still feel great about my garden, even with those things in mind. Yeah, my cucumbers are hurting too. My my national pickling cucumbers are hurting. Surprise, mm-hmm. surprise. Um, <laughs> I think part of my problem this year is I put my tomatoes in front and they grew to be nine feet tall. 
so there is a little bit of shading because I noticed that the tomato, the um, cucumber, f- finally hit the top of the trellis, and it seems to be very strong at the top. So I think it was just struggling because of light situation. Um, but you know what, man? It's you know, and it's the same with your tomatoes. Like at this point of the year, screw it. You know what I mean? Like you said, you got 88 days, and within that 88 days, if you want a fall garden, you better get something in the ground. So mm-hmm. I look at it like this. It's an opportunity to pull something out. So it's like that husk tomato. Mm-hmm. It's hurting. I trimmed it back. I'll give it a week or two. If I don't see any new growth or anything, then you know what? I'll pull it out. And my So my plan was to have uh, garlic go in its space because, you know, it planted at the very end of the year, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, the more I look at it, I'm like, you know what? If I have to pull this up, garlic's not going to go there. I'm going to put something else there sooner and it'll just have to change my fall gardening plan. But yeah, it kind of is what it is. You know what I mean? It's not the end of the world, but it's not the best situation ever either. Yeah. So I think with the with what we're growing and how much of it we're growing, it's not realistic to expect that everything will stay healthy and everything will give, you know, big huge harvest. That's what I think it's going to be. When I dream at well, night, everything's healthy. It's not. It's not realistic, no. right? Um, and so that's the reason why I can be pretty comfortable. Like, um, like you mentioned, I normally have problems with cucumber plants, but around August is when it starts, mm-hmm. not in July. I looked back at videos, and my um, everything that was on the trellis last year in the front yard garden was healthy in July, right? And so I've been. I mean, I feel like I've been pruning like all of July, you know, it feels like. So it definitely did hit earlier, um, which, you know, it is what it is. Um, there's some lessons to be learned um, when it comes to what I planted. And one of those things, like I know better, like if I really thought it out, I would have known cucumbers and melons. I wouldn't plant those together again as an example, because I know that disease is going to take out my cucumbers at some point right earlier than my melons are going to be ready so what i would have had if it would have been powdery mildew is is what i was expecting powdery mildew will ultimately jump to the melon plants right like right like that something was going to jump from one to another just based on the way they're intertwined right yeah um and so i know that but i planted them together anyway right so just it's a, a bad spot in my plan but it happens you have to separate and i have a problem with this you have to separate your artistic vision of your garden to the actual way that it's going to grow and be healthy and i think that both you and i you have a vision of what your garden's going to be and you're like damn it i want these two trellis things right next to each other and that's how it's going to be and maybe it's not the best thing you know what i mean so well my eyes water when you say that because you're absolutely spot on um but it also is wanting to do so many things. Right. Right. So year one, I grew cucumbers and beans on the trellis. 2019, 2020, I grew almost exclusively melons. 2021, I did melons and cucumbers. Right. So I know, I mean, it's the look I want. I know how to get it. Right. I didn't grow cucumbers in the space that I had originally planned to. Because to be quite honest, I knew that I was saving that space. I needed space for my neighbor's squash. Yeah. Right. And I was trying to figure out what the best space was. And the best space was where I would have grown cucumbers. Right. So 
air quote, I made the big sacrifice, right? Right. So I moved those cucumbers to a different place. And again, it was the, um, that wasn't a part of my original plan in December or January. I made an adjustment and now I know better, right? Um, it doesn't mean that you, you can't have success. You're going to make the same thing in December, January, just like I am. We're going to do this every year. It's a well, vicious no, cycle. Well, no. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not going to plant cucumbers and watermelons so closely together. So I'm not going to do that or any other melons so closely together. Um, but what I also know when it comes to the wanting to do so many things, like everything, while it takes me three years to kind of go with a big change, it's this idea of I want to grow all of these things now. And the reality is with 898 beds, insert joke, uh, emoticon, um, I don't need to do everything in a single year, right? Dude, so I'm right there with you with 898 beds. I got two more beds planned. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut yeah, you off. Yeah, there's one but... spot on the side of the garage. And I'm, I was literally looking. I finally cleared like all of the weeds. Like over there, I'll let the weeds get high because uh, the stray cats really don't like to climb in that. Um, and so I finally cleared it after all that rain. And I was just like, you know... I remember years and years ago, my grandfather came over in one of my earlier gardens and he planted collard greens on the other side of the garage. So I know stuff could grow there. Right. right? I'm just like, I wonder what could be like left alone and convenient over there. Insert mushrooms. I don't know. Maybe. Um, But it's that idea of like wanting to take advantage of more and more space. And I'm here now, like these cucumbers have gotten to be a foot tall or foot long because I couldn't get to them. Like, yeah. um, in a recent video, I was just, I, I, when I listened back when I was editing, I said, I heard myself say, you know, it's, it's a lot. And the reality is it is. And I welcome it. Um, and, but at the same time, it's kind of like sometimes that a lot can lead you to make some poor decisions. Yeah. Right. No, I agree with you. You know, it's like, I want more trellises. I need more trellises. I need them. I don't want them. I need them. So um, I need to figure it out. And I mean, good thing is there's a tractor supply that's opening up literally three miles from my house. And, you know, I don't. Oh, that's golden. Damn right it is. Because before it was 45 minutes. Mm-hmm, so, um, mm-hmm. you and know, three miles is a lot easier to get that big ass trellis cattle panel back to your house. Oh, I'll, I, um, I'll walk home with that shit. We will carry <laughs> it. You know, I mean, I, I take that back. It was probably seven miles, but it is definitely walkable if I had to. It's also, uh, so some, some of the things that drive me is trying different vegetables or fruits. Some of the things that when it comes to like why I'm planting so much, some of the things that drive me is trying different varieties. And then the big thing that, that forces me to make decisions from a functional standpoint is what I want to grow vertically versus not. And so when it comes to cucumbers, I've, I grew them for years and let them crawl on the ground. I prefer to grow them vertically. Yeah, for years and years. That. My early gardens. Mm-hmm. I never did that. Absolutely. Um, well, see, and... I did that from my grandfather when going and working in his garden. Like, he had mm-hmm. rows of trellises, like 30, 40, Mm-mm. 50 feet. I don't remember what he grew on them because I was younger, but mm-hmm. I know that he had stuff going on there. So, I think it just was natural for me to be like, oh, that climbs, like, it would go on this. But I yeah. could see, because I, I knew somebody who did the same thing as you. I um I can remember in 2008, which would have been my first garden when my grandparents came over. My grandmother kept on saying, "You need to mound those cucumber plants." So you know you basically and you can you, there are all kinds of videos online where you can see people do that and the air quote traditional way of growing them. You create a mound, 
you put the plant right inside or the seed at the top of that mound. And the idea is you're giving that plant room to, to the vines to grow down the mound. The reality is the mound was never going to be high enough because all you're going to do is end up, you're ending up watering it down. And the, so, but, but you know what? That's what she told me. And I kept on saying, okay, mama, how about this? No, you need it to be high. Okay, mama, how about this? And so. <laughs> I mound them every year. You know how big my mound is? Three how inches. Big? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure mine was never even that big. Um, But anywho, uh, those are decisions that kind of lead to, all right, I have limited trellis space even. And um, and I know limited is relative. Some people look at my garden and say it's a huge garden. Some people look at my garden and say, oh, nice, great job on your small garden, right? Um, And so when I look at it and think, okay, how many things do I want to trellis? That's why I didn't do winter squash this year. So I just ooh. didn't have the the uh, trellis space for it. And that's the way that I wanted to grow them if I grow them. I forgot to tell you. Mm. Remember what one of my goals were this year? I have them in my phone. There's Leonard? The, Leonard, he, he ain't got it. Um, One of my goals was to grow a protein. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have my first black-eyed peas growing out there, boy. So uh, that is now considered a successful mission. Um. I just saw it. I was like, damn right. And man, they've been taking their time. Mm-hmm, but once mm-hmm. it got super hot, they took off and just they're, they're doing their thing. So I'm you pre- get that from winter squash. You get that from the trellis comment. Trellis conversation. Yeah. yeah. So I'd like to have a report submitted on how many you planted, how much space they took up and how many peas they yielded. OK, well, I'll let you know at the end. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just so, letting you know in yeah. advance, you know, to make sure you make well, notes see, on that. Well, see, and that's what made me think, you know, about more trellises because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like stuff like that. I like growing stuff yeah. like that. Um, and then trellising, you know, and it's like my nine foot tomatoes, like I've got to fit. I mean, dude, if you, I mean, <laughs> it's it's rough. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the thing that I have rigged is literally, yeah. I can go out there and just hear it go, stop. It hurts. It's like pushing on it so hard. I've got those big green stakes in there and they're like bending and it's it's rough. So um, I've got yeah. to figure out some. And I, I think I know what I'm going to do from now on. But um, it's too much like this because this is my first year really growing an indeterminate tomato, like only mm-hmm. indeterminate tomatoes. Oh, OK. So um, I've always and I always thought I wasn't growing indeterminate. I but I am, and I was growing determinant. So that being said, just because of like all the options and stuff that are out there mm-hmm, with determinant, mm-hmm. indeterminate, it makes sense. I just need to be more prepared in the future. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, the price of wood is coming down now. So that is an option slowly. Yeah. Do we but get surely. a bell ring for that? Good night. Yeah. That's because people like us stop buying wood. That's why the wood <laughs> prices are coming down. Yay, people like us. That's right. People like you listening. But um, there's a, I mean, yes, ma'am. I do have one note that I have to share. Um, and it is that I love, I heart volunteers. Oh, dude, I got volunteers too. I just, they just make me happy. Uh, so quickly, Snapdragons, legit like pop up everywhere and it's one of my favorite flowers you know what i love you all but i know how you're looking at me when i talk about all of my favorites i know what you're thinking they're all my favorites right so 
they pop up all over just randomly. Um, food wise, asparagus or yard long beans planted them last year could not keep up with them decided not to plant them this year because I wanted to grow them on a trellis had a volunteer looked at it and said I didn't plant that when it was growing what is that thing was wishing and hoping that that's what it was absolutely was so it was only one plant that volunteer but that's plenty um because they are yard long yeah the beans are um I have I actually am tying up volunteer tomatoes. Like, I have one growing, growing out of the, middle the cracks of, my of everywhere. Like that. Yeah, I've got to. I'm going to go out there and tie it up. Mm-hmm. And I save the best for absolute last. What's that? Volunteer cucumelons. Cucum- no I'm sorry, way. I got checked up. Absolutely. Nice Volunteer. old bitter cucumelons. And I can see the beginnings. They, they're really slow. I can see the beginnings of them, and I just can't wait to uh, do another taste test and then flip-flop and absolutely love them this year. I can't wait to share that with you. I know it's going to happen. I can feel it. Leonard's like, no. He just rolled his eyes. No. <laughs> Damn it, Leonard. Stop. <laughs> so, um, what is one depressing thing in your garden that's going on right now? One depressing thing. I mean, I think legit it's I almost don't want to grow up just because it's such a down spot, but it's the squash, man. Like the space I dedicated to the squash, you know, and it's like, now I could say I could be growing something else there, which I could, but I still have other containers because I'm growing the ones that are failing are in containers. It's not at all related. Right. Um, I'm not claiming that. Um, I just, it's, you know, you know, I don't want you to talk about squash anymore because I'm trying to make this a cuss word free episode and it's making me so mad thinking about a squash mm-hmm. vine board that I want to scream obscenities yeah. but go ahead you can finish I'm sorry <laughs> yeah so that's the one thing the the one thing that's you didn't ask but uh, that's making me really happy is not food related unless you're making a hibiscus tea baby when I tell you my hibiscus rule the world ah oh, you know I got a hibiscus I, right Hmm? You know I got a hibiscus, right? Yeah, no, I've been, I haven't seen a video on it. I saw the a picture of it right one time while we Did were I filming post it here. Online? Nope, you have not. I've been uh, watching and waiting. Oh shoot! I, no, well, I'll post that picture. Well, so all the uh, flowers are gone right now. Um, it's probably in shock because it, when I mm, planted it, it was full heat. of buds, and I was like, "Oh, I yeah, can't, yeah. I can't take those." Yeah. But and I know better. But as they're just too big. And we were really yeah. lucky and found one with this specific pattern on the flowers. Mm-hmm. So um, when it was, you know, now I, I even forgot it was there because all the buds fell off of it. But I'll post that picture. I, I mean, I thought I did. Give it some food. Feed it. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. It is time to feed it because I did plant it recently. So mm-hmm. it is time. But how about your flowers? The hibiscus. I um, other than your hibiscus, I mean, what else? Because we all I'll, know I'll that you're a sucker for hibiscus. Yeah, I'll tell you in just a second. After I say, I was uh, filming this weekend outside, and when I tell you, like, it was a parade of random people. Car one, it's gorgeous, yelling from the street. Car two, it's beautiful. Car three, like within six or seven minutes. 
and you think I cry on the podcast. Boy, was I, I, yeah, I don't want to be a sucker. I don't want people yeah. to think they can take advantage of me or anything, you know? So, you know, I was out there trying to hold it together, but it was hard. Um, so that's the front yard flower bed. My sunflowers are beyond my wildest dreams. Are they? Um, they are making me like the happiest. And both of those flowers once, I mean, most sunflowers that I'm planted are huge, so it definitely has kind of a bullying feel, right? Like it bullies the rest of the garden. Right. It draws your attention in. The hibiscus are the same. This is like either year year three for some, year two for others. So they're getting to full size. And it's really hard. I have to pay attention to everything else that's in the garden. Um, my uh, black-eyed Susans are beautiful right now, flower-wise. Everything that I have planted in the ground, like in my front yard flower bed, looks wonderful. I did just go out and buy a round of annuals because a lot of my annuals in the smaller pots are are da- died or or they're they're dying. Um, and I still feel like I have two months of enjoying flowers. So I got some clearance stuff, baby. There you go, taking your our own advice. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy with my uh, milkweed that I have growing, and I have a little patch of milkweed that's right next to some echinacea that's growing, and I'm actually mm-hmm. surprisingly happy with uh, with that combination. So I'm gonna try and actually just make it a really big patch of those two. Mm-hmm. Um, I have it's a, I have a purple echinacea, obviously purple coneflower, but I also have a red one. Which I didn't know was such a thing, so I'm pretty happy about that. Um, that's a big one. Is win. it reddish and like kind of gold or yellowish? It's reddish just red. And yellowish. Hmm. It's just red flowers. So I'm, um, you know, I've got some or those organza bags on them. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm letting them go to seed. What? My dahlias. Uh, I'm sorry. That's all I'm gonna say. The word hashtag dahlias. Not a fan. I could weep. I not, could weep. It's okay. I'm just going to ignore you. I'm going to talk over you. Go I'm going to say dahlias again. All right. Okay. Are they beautiful though? Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, I may not be a fan because I've struggled to grow them. So that may be why I'm not a fan. I've not really, I mean, I've seen the flowers and the flowers are pretty, but you know, it's different when you see a, like somebody holding a, here's my flower on Instagram versus the entire plant it's two totally different things yeah so it stopped me in my tracks beautiful it? how it big is, does yeah. it get um about like three feet okay three feet tall or so um and i planted them mostly around the perimeter of my front yard garden beds and they just they deserve more they deserve a spotlight they deserve like a marching band I have to figure out next year how to how to be better to them and give them more of like a standing ovation. Uh, we just got a bunch of people on uh, Instagram that say they are in on the challenge. Did they hear us as we were recording it? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's because I posted that reel. So no, I think, I, I, um, they can hear us. They can hear us. There's, there's, yeah. Um, there was one other thing. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. So I came across something interesting. There was an individual, can't remember who it was, sorry. And um, they did a video where um, they did wood mulch. And they did wood mulch year one, did soil test. Mm-hmm. Did year mulch, um, just kept mulching it. Year two, they had a part that was mulched and that wasn't mulched. Mm-hmm. And they did soil tests. 
And wouldn't you know, wouldn't you know that the wood mulch was nitrogen deficient on year one and year two. But interestingly enough, this individual was dedicated to continuing to use the wood mulch. And their um, reasoning was, I will add more nitrogen, but I will... um, I like the weeds not being there. That was like their big draw. So one of the passers by um, asked me, what do I do for the, um, for the weeds? And I mean, I, right now they're just places where I have like along the fence line where I have rocks and no like landscape fabric. Like that's, those are the spaces I'm weeding. So, um, I absolutely recommend it for walkways. I recommend it for flower beds. Um, I am not at this point, based on my style of gardening, recommending it for myself uh, for the actual vegetable gardens. So I put it in my flower beds and I have every single symptom of nitrogen deficiency deficiency known to man. And Mm. every year previous, I never put fertilizer in there and I've never Mm -hmm. had any symptom of it. And every single thing in there is... 100% 100% deficient yellowing and I think it's holding too much um, moisture in as well next week you all should take a look at a reel that's going to be under be better garden and we may even need to share it on back your gardens tv when I tell you that this particular flower bed has wood chips up the gut wazoot all I'm going to say is you know, I rest my case, Your Honor. Oh, I believe. Look, I believe you solely. I'm not arguing that case that at all. And I honestly think that even though I do believe it is nitrogen deficient, I think part of the problem is my soil is heavy and I think it's just locking in too much moisture. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really because, you know, those two some some some, some blah, blah, blah. those two symptoms can be very similar, you know, yellowing of leaves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, I put some nitrogen out about two weeks ago, so we should see if it would make a, it makes a difference. Yeah. But I'm with okay. you. I'm with you. I still, I'm going to continue to put it in my flower bed because I don't feel like weeding them just like that other person, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. put it in my garden. I'm still trying to get rid of those damn roly polies. I'm on board with you. <laughs> I'm on board. What can I say? Welcome. Welcome. You win. Whose recipe is it? It's my recipe. You did last week, I thought. No. You sure? Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to come back with the recipe of the day. So, even though I don't have many squash not a lot of zucchini so far only one yellow squash i do have flowers right specifically blossoms (laughs) so we're gonna do and i'm gonna do this challenge style um, because there are a bunch of different ways you can actually cook and consume these squash blossoms Hmm? challenge yeah okay i just want to make sure i heard you right Uh uh-huh so instead of stuffing this with like some delicious ricotta cheese and like lightly frying it, you know, challenge wise, as in hashtag BYG lunches, I'm going to actually saute 
the um the blossoms so we're gonna pick we want to pick the males because you still may have healthy plants so we're gonna pick the males i'm going to go really light and use like one person so i'd say three blossoms this isn't a meal this is a side right three blossoms three flowers per person and so based on that i'd use about a about a teaspoon of butter um, when you a teaspoon about butter and then you're later going to use come back around with some salt. Um, I would cut the stem of the male flower and you'd see the stem because it looks like a stem versus once the flower is produced for the female, you may see like a bump, which is going to be the future fruit. Right. If you're not sure, wait until it gets a little bit larger. So you're not cutting up the blossoms for the female. I mean, you could, but why would you want to? Right. So anyway, cut the stems for the male flowers. I'm taking three of them off of the plant and I'm going to make sure I get, is it the stamen? Is that how you pronounce it? The itty bitty thing that's inside of the flower. Make sure that you pull that out very gently, right? Uh, Because we don't want to consume that. It can be bitter from what I've read. Um, We're going to take our flowers inside. We're going to gently wash them because you know what crawls inside of that thing. So you want to make sure you get all bugs, all residue out. Um, We're going to put them on napkins and let them dry a bit because we're actually going to pan fry these. Um, I'm going to add just a little bit of butter. Again, teaspoon of sorts. You can add as much or as little as you want Uh, to my frying pan. I'm going to turn the heat on low to medium. I'm going to make sure that as much of the flowers are dry as I can, right? We don't want to damage them. We're going to spread out the flower so the petals are, you know, kind of separate and apart. And then I'm going to put them inside of that warm butter and I'm just going to coat them, right? You're going to get them into the point where they're softened. And then once they're cooked up, you can add a little bit of salt if you want, you know, season it to taste. And there you have it. Something from your garden that for some of us, that plant may not be producing what we wanted to produce, but you can still eat something from it. And for those that have plenty of all kinds of squash, you probably have plenty of male flowers to uh, spare. So enjoy. The stamen is uh, the penis of the flower is what the internet just told me. <laughs> that was like, I thought we were much. keeping this episode clean. Well, I, that's not a dirty word. No, that's not dirty. We're, we're adults. We can talk like that. Mm-hmm. Now I will say that if I had this, uh, flower, I would be freaked out. <laughs> it was the penis. Flower, very pink. Apparently. Yeah. Um, they're also just as a side note on September 1st, if I still have, uh, squash blossoms, which I may not, but if I still do have them, I'm absolutely stuffing that bad boy with some cheese and, I'm going to put some uh, coating on it and I'm going to fry that thing. Um, I could obviously have that for dinner if I wanted to. Yeah, you could. I'm trying to think of what you could have um, from your garden that you could stuff it with. I thought about like doing like some peppers. I thought about I still have some sweet potatoes. So if you like chopped up the sweet potatoes. um, Wait, what did you say? Stuff it with collards and a a sweet Uh, potato. No, that's like a whole that's a whole thing. You never had sweet potatoes and collards together? It's a very good combination. <laughs> yeah, I have, but <laughs> I would you could stuff it with that. Yeah, my moment is like, do you think I've never come on? Who do you think I am? Yeah. Um I would think about peppers, I think about um potatoes, right? Sweet potatoes or white potatoes. Um 
I would I would probably maybe toss it with or top it with maybe some salsa, maybe. Uh, I don't know if those flavors go together. I don't know. I've never had a squash blossom, believe it or not. Well, there you have it. You have the recipe for it now. I do have the recipe. I think I'm going to try it. it. With your lunch as well. But I got to figure out what to stuff it with, like you said. (laughs) Um, I I got a cow out back. I'll go milk that bad boy and uh, make some cheese. (laughs) Start curdling it. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it was a matter of time before somebody on the show gave a squash blossom recipe and I'm glad it was you. And I'm surprised that it just, we just got to it. I'm not. Mm. I'm not. It doesn't seem like something either one of us really jump for. Yeah, I'm always, it's the fried green tomatoes. Like, I don't want to sacrifice one thing for another. I prefer the squash than it's I would, you know, to too bougie for the... me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is kind of bougie for you. Um, I am now trying to figure out, should I just be planting more um, squash seeds just to get to the flowers? I mean, that's where I'm at with Okay, mine. so let's let's um, quickly just turn your whole garden into a squash farm and then watch how bad you get nothing because a squash vine board just ripped through the entire garden and you're just stuck with a dirt patch. Great idea. <laughs> in that moment, I just thought about walkway space that I could use to plant in and I just realized I really don't have it. Um, or you could be rich because it is a delicacy of sorts and you know you could be selling them all over the place look we just went to a restaurant not too long ago they had fried green tomatoes for $15 the equivalent of maybe one tomato sliced up please (laughs) so I should ask my uncle for $45 for the three green tomatoes I gave him yeah you should Mm -hmm. no you didn't cook them so let's be fair $44 I mean (laughs) yeah it's crazy like when you go to restaurants it's insane what they charge for stuff like that or I should ask him for my cut when he sells them for $45 after go. he cooks them up. Yep. Yeah, you go up and tell him you want your 40%. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hashtag BYG lunches if you want to join the party. And also uh, send us your gardens on Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram. We would love to see your gardens so we can share them with our listeners. Yes, Batavia. So... DM your picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV to be featured on Backyard Gardens TV as a post. You could also use hashtag BYG podcast if you want to be featured in our stories. Okay. Right? Yeah, we've so we've two, two different things they happening are. there. Yeah, so we've we've worked it out now. Um we're a little slow on the upkeep, but um yeah, we've definitely worked out there's two different things. So um I think I'm getting a kick out of seeing everybody's gardens, and I know a lot of you are too, so um, share away, please. And we're not going to stop. We're going to do this all year long, so no matter when you're listening to this, I want to see full flower, full vegetable, the bare bones in the middle of winter. It doesn't matter. We want to see what you got. We want to see changes, updates, share away. We'd love to see it. So um, until next time, everybody be safe. Um, enjoy your lunches out of your garden if you choose so to have some and um, preserve away if you do that and until next time eat flowers and see ya thanks for hanging out with us today if you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV 
We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your posts and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow from change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.